Merry Christmas. Since 4 p.m. last night, hundreds of people have come through this church for several different Masses, and it has just been brimming with joy. For 2,000 years, this joy has echoed through the centuries. All of humanity was changed. The way that we mark history was interrupted and changed, all so that we could rejoice for what we celebrate today. But we can ask, why? Why do we rejoice? Do our hymns and carols say, Rejoice, for today unto you was born a new set of rules. No, we don't say, Rejoice, because now a self-help strategy has come into the world, and now you have a better way to live. Did the shepherds rush to the manger? Have people celebrated for 2,000 years just because a moral teacher was born that told us be nice to each other? No. No, we rejoice because something incomparably greater than any of that has occurred. Because in the birth of Jesus Christ, we have not just you know, some rules to live by, some moral guidance, another reminder that we shouldn't be jerks to each other. No, in Jesus Christ, we have the altering of humanity. We have the restoration of what we were forever made to be. We have in Him salvation. You see, that's the most beautiful thing, is that we actually stand in need of a Savior. And that Savior has come. That's the source of our rejoicing. It's not that, you know, we've got it all figured out, but it's nice that he came to remind us. No, it's that without him, we have nothing. Without him, we are in a burning building with no hope of survival. Without him, we have a few decades on this earth and then nothing. Without him, all of our hopes for a love that endures are just wishful thinking. But with him, we have everything. The beauty of Christmas is not that it reminds us, you know what, everything's pretty much good. No, the beauty of Christmas is that it reminds us there is so much that is dark and bad, but a light has come to shed light in the darkness and to give us goodness in the midst of what we experience day in and day out, which is often anything but goodness. Yes, Christmas reminds us of that goodness that we have deep down within, But it does that sometimes by shedding a light on all of maybe the ways that we've strayed that have made us forget the great dignity that we have for being those for whom Jesus Christ came. What Christmas does is it illumines for us our need for a Savior and then shows us that that Savior has come. It is the most marvelous of mysteries that God would love us so much To actually enter into our dysfunction. To enter into our pain, our wandering, our questioning, our doubts. And he would enter into all of that and shine a light for us. He would not be scared by our questioning and our doubts. Instead, he would say, I have come to be the truth for you. I have come to meet you in all of the inquiry that you have in that beautiful mind that I created. Every single question that you may have about the meaning and the purpose of your life about what is right or wrong action. Yes, I've come to be an answer to that. But more than just being an idea, the Lord came to be for us 
a transformation. Not just a new set of rules, not just an obligation to live a certain way, but to transform us into a renewed humanity, into those who are in communion with God, so in love with Him that loving other people becomes second nature. Right? The point of Christianity is not to just create a bunch of nice people. No, you can be nice in other ways. Right? You could just ask people in your life, like, hey, what can I do to be nicer to you? Oh, okay, I'll do that. Great, so why are we in church? No, the point of Christianity is to reconcile us with the God who created us for himself. The beauty of Christianity is that our minds' inquiries have an answer in the truth that is Jesus Christ. That every longing that our hearts have ever had has its fulfillment in the Christ child who has come to us. Our wildest dreams, those dreams of eternal life, those dreams of having a a, a purpose that extends beyond the grave, those dreams of being able to be in communion with the creator of the entire universe, all of those have their fulfillment in Jesus Christ. And so we rejoice. We rejoice because in Him we have more than we ever would have imagined. Now, on Christmas Day, very often, you have movies coming out in Hollywood, right? And very often we like to go to those movies because we love to be able to follow the main characters and see how the story unfolds, if it's a love story maybe, or if it's an action thriller, if it's some kind of adventure. You want to be able to see how the story unfolds for these main characters, the twists and the turns. But sometimes... Watching them, we might have this kind of sad thought of, they're the main characters. I wish I were too. I feel like an extra. I feel like on the whole world stage, so much is happening, and I just kind of get lost in the mix. I feel like for other people, they have some kind of a role to play, but I'm just kind of drifting, trying to find my way. Maybe even our, in our faith, we feel that way. We might come week in and week out and think, yeah, I get it, this whole Christianity thing, I'm trying, but I'm just so busy with other things and I haven't really made much progress, so I just don't know. I feel like I'm a spectator, an extra. Well, for the Lord, you are absolutely a main character. Because He would have come if it were just you, out of all of the billions of human beings that will ever live, if you were the only one in need of salvation. Or if you were the only one who would accept him as God made man and become his disciple, he would come. Because his main concern is you. One of the main characters in this story. Not just a forgotten extra, not just a spectator, but one that is meant to participate in the very work of Christ. One who is meant to first accept the salvation that he brings. By letting your life be entirely transformed with him being the new center of it. And then, in an unspeakable honor, he gives you a place in that mission. He says, I want you to have a role in this too. I want you to have just as important a role as the angels did when they announced to the shepherds that Christ was born. I want you to have just as large of a role in this as Joseph did, as he had to protect the child Jesus, as he had to nourish him and help him grow. I want you to have just as much of a role in this as Mary, who who brought to the world a Savior by her fidelity to God's plan. 
I want you to have just as big of a role of this in this as all of the main characters we read about. Because for God, that's what you are. You're not unimportant, forgotten. Whether you cling to him in this deep relationship or not matters. Because the story depends in a large part on your participation. But now, speaking of movies, it's important to settle a theological debate, and we're going to settle it right now. This is very important. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And the answer is an absolute and resounding yes. Because it gets to the heart of what happened at Christian more than most Hallmark movies, to what happens at Christmas more than most Hallmark movies do. Most Hallmark movies, yes, they'll accentuate, oh, we have to come together for Christmas and I come back to my small hometown and oh, my old high school flame is here and what's going to happen? We all know what's going to happen, right? Most of them, they, they'll be good on all the sentimental things. Oh, we got to be nice to each other. All of that's fine, but do you know what Christmas is at its core? It's salvation. It's a God who loves us so much that he goes into the building that's going to blow up, and he saves us. Christmas is an adventure. Christianity is an adventure. It's not just the do-gooders society. It's how we enter into the adventure of a God who is on a saving mission to save us from the fires of hell and bring us into eternal glory with him. It's a life-or-death affair. As G.K. Chesterton once said, he said, Christianity has not been tried and found wanting. Christianity has been found difficult and been left untried. I fear that's the case for most of us. We live in this society that thinks it's already encountered Christ. It tried the Christianity thing, didn't really work out for us. We've moved on to a different self-help movement because they missed the point. They thought Christianity was just about either control of the masses or about, yeah, let's just be good to each other. They forgot Christianity is a life or death scenario, eternal life or eternal death. Christianity is Christ going behind enemy lines to save the ones that he loves. It's this ardent love story, but also this exciting adventure. It is him entering into a dangerous situation that he knew would prove mortal for him in order to save us. And so we have the choice. Do we enter into that same adventure? Do we engage in that love story? Do we say to God, yes, I'm all in. I want to be a main character in this story. I don't want to be a spectator, an extra anymore. I want to dive into my faith. With all the questions and doubts that I have, I want to actually pursue the truth. I want to not just be a nice person, but truly be saintly in the way that I am in love with you and then freed to love the people in my life when it gets difficult. The Lord invites all of us to this because he came in that manger to transform the world, and so the world has been transformed, but he remains in that manger. He comes to this altar to be received by us so that he may transform not only time, not only space, not only world history, but transform each of our hearts as well.